Welcome to the Buy Sports Podcast. This is something different than what we normally do. This is our history series, history installment, episode one of something that we plan to do in the future. And what better way to do the first one than the history of the game? I got Dylan here, as always. Yeah, let's go. I'm excited for this one. The game, the greatest rivalry ever, as you might see on a top 10 coming up here. In all of sports, not just college football, not just FBS college football, not just football in general, sports, all the sports till the end of time. The game, Ohio State, that team up north, I'm going to say it just for right now, just to give the whole the rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan. Ooh, he's cussing. Nothing better than that. Um, Man, it's it's been... I, I would say, our, our last episode, I said we're not going to say that word. Yep. I would say for, for maybe this one, it might be appropriate that we can it's, we can use that, but we're going to wash our mouths out with soap yeah. afterwards. We get a pass just for this one. Um, For this week, this is the only time you can say is when you're talking about the rivalry, the history of it. Because, yes. because there is no Ohio State without Michigan. Um, right. Yeah. Now, Michigan football has not existed really since 1930, but... Uh, there is no Ohio State without Michigan. All jokes aside, there there is something that I that I learned about the other day that is really cool that I'm going to tell you in about in a minute, and it it really does show that the rivalry is bigger than just football. It's it's just about sure. friendship, life. You know, we all have those friends that are team up north fans, right? And we give them crap about, but we wouldn't be successful people without those type of people in our lives. Away from a football aspect, you know, we have family members sometimes that are fans of that team of north you have teachers you have co-workers and and what is better than just being able to bond for a minute over some banter about football hey we kicked your butt for the eighth year in a row right like last year we didn't get this game yeah that this that was year, hard last year i mean this year could be 10 in a row for ohio state the longest win streak ever is michigan with nine from 1901 to 1909 yep so this is nine for us this year if we get it done but we should be going for 10. We should be going to break that record this time. And we can't do that because of last year. So to have it back really brings back the passion for it. So you said the, the longest win streak was nine. Um, you know the, the largest victory? 86 to nothing. Back in 1902. 1902, we lost 86 yep. to nothing. Why? Let's beat that. Ooh, Why not? Let's put up 100. On Why not? <laughs> Gosh, we want all the records in we this. We want all the records in, in this in the this historic rivalry. Um, but again, I mean it's it's something that first meeting, October 16, nineteen eighty seven, Michigan beat uh, Ohio State thirty four zero to the last meeting, November thirtieth, twenty nineteen, where Ohio State put up fifty six at Michigan where they had twenty scored twenty seven. The next meeting is this Saturday, November twenty seventh, two thousand twenty one, at the big house. And it's we're in for a historic ride, and uh, I mean let's get into part one with it. Um, Ohio State football really wasn't a powerhouse at the beginning. Like Michigan was one of those schools that from the very beginning of their football time they were dominant and they competed every year for national championships. Right, and it was much different back then. It was you know some teams played six, some teams played seven, some teams played eight or nine, some teams played four. You know, you had ties. You you had you know four or six zero and one teams claiming national championships. So it's not as consistent as it was. You know, it is now. But Michigan was one of those teams that every year was competing for um, national championships. 
and the first game was that 1897 um, game, like I said, and they had played each other, and this was coming off the end of the Toledo War. So this is where Ohio State and Michigan really, you know, had that first, you know, banter, but it was bigger than football at that time. It was it was an actual war going on right. between these two states about territory and, and, and normal stuff that war goes on about in, in our country and in our world. And they played these fo- this football game, and these teams just kind of hated each other. Um, it was lopsided. Michigan did win 34-0, and they didn't meet for again for a few years. So a- after that, um, Michigan really opened it up. They had a 12-0-2 record to they start do- it. They dominated I mean, from the beginning. Yeah, they really just took off. Obviously, because, I mean, they're already a powerhouse at that yep. point, and, you know, we're just really getting into it. Um, so I hit on that. Like before, we really dug into this, the 1902 game where we lost 86 to nothing, um, and which I'm just you know just found this out. Carmen, Ohio was written on the train ride home from that game. Mm-hmm. That's like that's insane, you know that 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 dates back to the you know the game and it's part of the, the this great rivalry. Again, Ohio State's not Ohio State without Michigan. We don't get our butts kicked that day. You know, Carmen, Ohio never gets written. That alma mater that's so special to Ohio State football and Ohio State in general is not there without without what Michigan, you know, did for us and for, you know, football and the rivalry in the game. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just it's crazy to think about how, how something, you know, we were, we're talking 120 years ago, mm-hmm. essentially, and you know that that's still around. And, you know, it says that it's it's remained. Uh, unchanged largely unchanged so, i mean obviously you know, you're gonna change a little bit you know, right. whatever but but now i mean yeah that's just crazy to think about and, and so the games continue to go on again you know we talked about Mich- michigan went 12 0 and 2 over a span of 14 games that's i mean that's that's what we see right now with with you know since the 2000s which you know don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but that's that's the equivalent almost of it right and um it continued for for a while Ohio State became members of the Big Ten nineteen twelve and it became a you know more consistent basis of playing. Um Michigan had left the Big Ten for a little while, came back in, um, and when they played their first conference matchup, again Michigan won. It's eleven shutout over the Buckeyes in total. And uh it's ever since then it's been an every year thing. Um and with that they played every year at the end of the season because for us, I mean it is it is, you know, the ultimate rival we play at the end of the year. Every year since 1935, with the exception of a few years, 1942, 86, 98, 2020, obviously last year because of um, COVID, right. it didn't happen at all, which... Uh, so unfortunate. So unfortunate. It, it definitely is. Even, you know, just for the history of it. And and But what it has done is, is that it's always in Columbus, it's always in Ann Arbor. There's no neutral site for it. It is home and home. Michigan hosts in the odd years, Ohio State in the even years, and it's been at Ohio Stadium since 1922, the greatest stadium in the history of the earth, um, a.k.a. the Horseshoe, which I did some cool reading on the Horseshoe. That south end zone that they added in, they purposely did not make it connected to the main stands so that it will always be the shoe first and that south end zone added. So I think that's pretty cool. Right. And then Michigan Stadium, 1927, which is – if I'm not wrong, the most, uh, most I don't, the biggest like stadium per seat wise in the United States. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Most fans ever. 
that they or that they can have in there. So then, like with this great rivalry too, comes some like really awesome, you know, parts to it. Some some deals that are made, things like that, and that's what makes this you know so great. Um, and in 1922, the first year of Ohio Stadium. Um, first time between them was October 21st, 1922. That game, that day, was dedicated to Columbus. Um, at the time, a record 71,000 fans. And the Wolverines won 19-0. Before that game started, there was a little wager going on that um, on the outcome of the game, Michigan wins, then yellow flowers on a blue background would have to be part of Ohio Stadium. And if you go to the North Rotunda... It is still there to this day. A whole bunch of flowers up at the top. Yellow flowers with navy blue panels. Um, well, I, which I had no idea about that. And, you know, we were just at the game. You yep. you said you knew about I that going in. You looked for yeah. it and saw it. You know, you took a picture and you showed me your picture. Like, here, you know, there they were. Yeah, was, I, I read about crazy. this last week. I was getting, kind of getting prepared for this. And I made sure to look for it. And, and it's there. And, again, we need this rivalry to be Ohio State. Like, such an iconic stadium. And... It just goes to show that it's football. It doesn't mean anything. That stadium, that will forever be there because of a moment in football. And I, I do think that's great. And as much as I hate Michigan, it's stuff like that that is cool. Um, so Michigan did win that game. The Flowers are still up there. And then they win the next five games before Ohio State finally picked up two victories to end the decade. And so at the end of the 1920s, it was 19-5-2 Michigan um, and we're, you're going to see a trend where Michigan has a big, uh, lead for a while and starts to fade a little bit and then Michigan gets a lead. It fades a little bit. Um, Dylan, go ahead and take the floor. So I, I was thinking of something as we were going along here. So the stadium was construction of the stadium was finished in, in 1922 and the, you know, the first game, 1922, mm-hmm. Next year is a hundred years. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, next year is one hundred years of the shoe. It's gonna be crazy. We're gonna just, have to. We're gonna have to celebrate, and we're gonna have to go to the game next year. Ooh, we, we, we gotta do Sold. that one. It, it, you know, if that's the only one that we go to, you know, whatever. But I, I think, yeah, I think we need to go to that one. I'm down. Anyway, so we'll move on. Um, let's see. You left off at the end of the 1920s, right? Yep. And 1920s. Um, it is Michigan leads uh, the series 19 five to two. We're going to 1930. Yeah, so when you go 1930 to 33, Michigan won three of four, um, in which they claimed the national championship twice. Um, and then in 1934, after that little stretch, Francis Schmidt um, was our new head coach. Uh, we had lost nine of the previous 12, uh, and a reporter actually talked to Schmidt, um, asked if he could beat Michigan, um, in that year that he was hired, and his quote was, "Of course we can win. Michigan puts their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do." Um, and after that, we ran off four straight shutouts. That wonderful. Love to hear it. Yeah, that's 114 to nothing from 1934 yeah. to 37. Just terrific. Um, and then that that quote turned into the uh, tradition of every Ohio State player receiving the gold pants pendant um, after we beat Michigan, which. You know, I knew that tradition, didn't know what it stemmed from. And, so and so going through this, I mean, it's great to learn the history of that. I knew the gold pants. I thought it was Michigan players got it too. Like, I thought that was something between the two of them. Yeah, I guess, I did. Yeah, like, I, guess I did It's as just well. Ohio State players, and that's really cool because that means that Ohio State has a lot of gold pants, and uh, Michigan, they don't have gold pants. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> um, so let's see. So we carry on from that a little bit. Uh, Michigan won um, the next three after that, which is crazy. We shut them out four years in a row, and then they turn around and rattle off mm-hmm. three in a row. Um, I mean, we jump on the first time we met where we were both ranked in the AP poll, which do you know when the AP poll began? Like 1936. Okay. So, I, so don't quote me exactly. It's like 36, 37. So say it was, so we're like the fourth, fifth year of the AP poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time we were, we were ranked. Yeah. Right. 1936. As I'm reading this, I found it. Uh, 1936 is the, the initial AP poll. Um, and so we actually tied in that one. Ties, man. I hate ties. Right. Um, and then when we jump on to 44, Five, uh, the Michigan quarterback that year, Howard Yurgis, um, was a transfer from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So he played Ohio State as a freshman, transfer like to Michigan. Forever, one of three, three to play on both sides of the ball, or, or both sides mm-hmm. uh, in, in the rivalry. So, so that's pretty, pretty insane to really think about that. There's only three. Mm-hmm. You would think that there would be more than three. I, but it just comes to show, like, I mean, you have those kids that probably grow up as Michigan fans, go Ohio State. Grow up as Ohio State fans, go to Michigan. But once you get to that school, you realize that the intensity, the rival, the hate for each other is there. That you never, ever, ever go unless you're one of three. Right. You know, in, in, in which that fair, that's fair. But, you know, you'd think, like, outside recruits, and, you know, maybe that time, not so much. But, mm-hmm. but even now, you know, some some kid from California is getting recruited by both. He doesn't necessarily coming into it. He doesn't right. necessarily care, you know, about the rivalry. Now, once you get there, I'm sure, you know, especially at Ohio state, you know, mm-hmm. once you, once you get there day one, you hate Michigan. Right. And you you know, get I, there, it doesn't matter who you are. The game of the week comes, the red tape goes up. Right. I mean, you don't say the M word on campus. You, you, right. wear, you wear blue, you wear yellow. You might as well get out yep. because there's, it's not allowed. Uh, so, okay, so let's move on. Um, so there wasn't really much significance leading up to, to where we get to the middle of the century in 1950. Um, but at that point, um, Michigan won 5 of 7 leading up to that. And so it, it, when we were at the middle of the century in 1950, 30 to 12 to 4. So yep. pretty big hill to climb. Big hill to climb. And again, we see that trend. Michigan has a big lead. Ohio State cuts in a little bit. Michigan extends the lead. It's one step forward, two steps back. And then that brings us to 1950, the Snowball and Woody Hayes. So as we start in 1950, this is kind of like the turn of the century. College football really began to take off. The AP pool's been around for 14 years. The Ohio State-Michigan rivalry is, it's, you know, great. I mean, it's, Michigan's dominant, but the hatred is there. And you can finally, like, see it, but you right. still have the history of it. 1950 comes along, a day in November 25th, dubbed the Snowball. One of the greatest nicknames for a college football game of all time. Uh, some of the stats that we're going to read you on this are absolutely insane. Like, mind-boggling. Like, you didn't even think it was possible If, if you watch that today, you would be like, this isn't football. Um, but it starts off with 79,868 people at the shoe with... Uh, Record set of snow, you could say, on it's the insane. field. insane. How are there that many people there I, in a blizzard? Yep. I left third quarter yesterday because it was getting a little cold, and we got by 49 points. You had to like leave on, on like Sunday to make it by Saturday you had for to, this one. You, you had to have a snowboard and a jet ski in order right. to, or a, a jet ski. Right. A, sn- yeah. a snowmobile in order to get on right. over there. Um, I mean, temperature's 10 degrees, 28 mi- eight miles per hour of wind, and... Uh, just a, a lot of snow. Let's just put it that way. A lot of snow. Um, 
1950 Big Ten Championship was on the line for this game. Um, they're, the Wolverines trying to get into the 51 Rose Bowl. Um, Ohio State had gone the previous year, and at this time they had a rule that you could not go back-to-back years, um, even if you won the Big Ten. So they kind of participation trophy, everybody gets to go. So Ohio State, even with a win, um, wouldn't have been able to go, but the Big Ten Championship is still on the line. Um, if they would, if Michigan would have lost this game, Wisconsin goes to the Rose Bowl. Well, we'll, we'll talk stats about it, but Michigan did win nine to three. The fact that they scored nine points is amazing because it definitely, definitely shouldn't have. Um, Michigan had a safety in the first quarter. Ohio State had a field goal. Michigan scores a touchdown in the second half off a like missed punt, uh, bad snap on a punt. Right, ends up being nine three. There's no scoring after that. Um, but there was how many punts total? Forty five punts. Forty five punts. And, and it says here on first down because you're hoping that the other team yep. fumbles the ball. And I mean, you know, I guess in a blizzard, you know, you can't see what you're doing. There's a foot of snow on the field. You can't hardly move through it. Or I'm sure more than a foot of snow on the field. There was a lot of but, snow. But, you know, I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. You know, because even if they do get the ball, I mean, they're still down in their territory, yeah. and, they, you know, they're going to do it right back to you. So, I mean, It was a game with chess and not checkers right. that day. And uh, the thing is, though, is this game almost wasn't played. Ohio State coach Wes Fessler um, and the OSU athletic director had went to Michigan coach and athletic director and said, like, you know, should we play this game? Should it happen? Almost demanding that, like, it needed to. It had to go on. There's no rescheduling. There's no time for it. It has to go on. And um, ended, it ended up happening with all the snow, all the the frozen tundra, the frozen field, and, and it'd be that 9-3 to game. Um Michigan won. They didn't get a single first down the entire game. Um, Ohio State had three, I did, think. They didn't get a first down, and they did not complete a pass. Yeah, did not complete a pass, and they punted 24 times, so Ohio State obviously had the other 18. Um, or 21, sorry. Right. Um, and like you said, sometimes on first down. Ohio State halfback, Vic Janowicz, um punted for 685 yards that day. Yeah. He would later on go on to win the Heisman Trophy that season. He kicked the the field goal in the first quarter. That yeah, was our only points. Yep. And um, when he when he kicked that that field goal, a panel of sports writers called this one of the greatest feats in American sports because of that almost that turn of what college football is and that rivalry and and just the hatred. Um, this also marked. The fourth straight year that Michigan beat Fessler in Ohio State, and uh, sixteen to eighteen days later, sorry, Fessler resigned. And do you know who the next head coach of the Ohio State University would be? The greatest head coach of the Ohio State University. Ooh, okay, hot take here, Woody <laughs> Hayes, and, probably uh, the the most well known coach. Absolutely, most well known. Um, he is the one that. Got Ohio State to be the powerhouse that right. they are now. Really, really turned us around. Yep. Got us moving in the right direction. So, if it wasn't for the snowball, Fessler's loss, and, um, gosh, a crazy touchdown in the second quarter, maybe Woody Hayes never comes to the Ohio State University. Things work out the way they do. So, as we start, begin now, Woody is in. 
um, leading the Buckeyes. So 1951 comes along, and uh, we hire this guy named Woody Hayes coming off of a W in the 1950 Salad Bowl as he was the coach of the Miami Red Hawks, uh, the, the, the real Miami, let's just say. <laughs> um, they beat the Arizona State Sun Devils. He wins the Salad Bowl. And uh, coming off that type of win, what better job to take than the job at the Ohio State University? Woody Hayes takes over in 1951, and as we, as you kind of said, greatest coach in Ohio State history, five-time national champion, and uh, really just the anchor of what set Ohio, what had really set Ohio State above what they were to what they are now. He was that first domino for it. 25 seasons at the Ohio State University. So a little history on Woody Hayes, real quick. Um, as we get into that, and then just the continue on with that with our rivalry against Michigan, um, Woody Hayes' first year, like I said, was 1951. So just looking at some of those years that he was there before the Ten Year War, because that was really like the next real significant history part of this. Um, so 1951 on, just read you some of these. So his very first year, he lost to Michigan 7-0. 127 to 7 the second year. Um, the first major year, though, was 1954. That was when Ohio State won their first national championship under Woody Hayes. Um, they won 21 to 7. So it's kind of the trend. It went Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State um, for a while. And then we get to a time that's very famous between these two schools. Um, and kind of really the start of, or I, I would say probably the 10 best years of continuous back and forth matchups, and that is the 10-year war. So as we get into the 10-year the war, it really starts a, a new era um, for Michigan, that is. Um, so they brought in Bo Schembechler, um, who actually was an assistant for I think you told me he had two different stints as an assistant 50, under Woody 51, Hayes. 51, Woody's first year, left for a few years, and then came back for a few. Yeah, so, so I mean, uh, there's already a history mm -hmm. um, there. Um, and then to add on to that, um, Schimbackler was at Miami. The real you of Miami. Like Woody Hayes. Um, uh, Mess that one up. <laughs> when, uh, when Michigan brought him in. So it just kind of adds to the history of that. Um, Taking a page out of Ohio State's book, hiring Miami guy for the job. Sure, yeah. Um, so when it when it comes into it, the the first year for Shim Beckler, um, when he goes up against Woody Hayes, Woody, I mean Ohio State's rolling. Mm -hmm. um, we got a twenty two game win streak going into this game. Yep. I, I mean we're just absolutely you know dominating the, the college football world. Yep. Um, we're at this point, right? They're seven and two. I mean, um, we're number one in the polls. We're right. Number twelve. It's one of those top top fifteen matchups. Yeah, and, and and unfortunately, um, we did get upset that year. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I said, starting that another era for Michigan uh, with, with Shim Beckler, um, and, and really was the, you know the, the initiation, um, of this ten year war. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I mean, it's not just like one year where it's like ranked. It's I mean, it's continuously these ranked matchups. I mean, nineteen seventy, Michigan's number four in the AP poll. They're nine and zero going to Columbus. A no Ohio State ranked five in the AP poll. You get that upset. Uh, Ohio State wins twenty nine. I mean, is it really an upset? No, but it's it's a higher ranked team losing to each other. Nineteen seventy one, um, six and three. Ohio State, you know, not having the greatest year. Michigan's, you know, three in the rankings. 
It's a 10-7 game at Michigan. I mean, it it just comes to show that doesn't matter what team is what that year, it's competitive and it means something every single time. Um, 1972, <laughs> Michigan's 10-0, number three in the polls. Ohio State's 8-1, number nine in the polls. Guess who wins that game? Ohio State, 14-11. to I mean, it's continuously these stories that happen that show that just repeats the story every time of of what this is. And it, it really is during these ten, this 10-year war. It's not just the 5-4-1 and one record between them. It's the fact that most of these contests between these two teams not only determined the Big Ten champion, not only determined who got to go to the Rose Bowl, but in quite a few of the cases, who was who had a chance to be national champion that year? And right. that's what it ended with. And it really, I mean, Bo being that Miami guy, former Ohio State assistant, to do that, to have that, you know, see that rivalry firsthand and then go in there and take it, take over it. This is where it really becomes the greatest history in the in or the greatest rivalry in the history of sports. Right. And and, and you know, the, the the first half of that 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 ten year war um period, mm-hmm. you know, four times from you know Prior, you know, it started in '69, um, but four times prior to '75, I and mean, we were both ranked in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Michigan entered, you know, those games. They were undefeated every year, and they only won one time. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it really shows you, and, and that's where you get the name of it. It really shows you. It's a war. Yeah. You know, I mean, Michigan obviously being undefeated, they expect to go in there and win those games. You know, especially when they're you know ranked above us. But I mean, you just with these games, I mean, you even see it now. Um, some of the games that you'd think that you know we'd really you know win by thirty points or whatever, uh, you know obviously you know not it recently, does ha- but it does but happen. But there has been the those closer games, games than than it should be. Even even on Michigan's end, the year that the Lou Fickle year, and and again we're gonna talk right. about this, but just to as as to show that it's consistent over the the course of this rivalry, um, the Luke Fickle era. That year was Michigan's best year they've had in quite a long time. Brady Hoke's first year, right. Michigan didn't go in and dominate. I mean, it was hard fought. Yeah. The the 12-0 and 0 year for us, it's 42-43 or 41-42. Eight seconds left. What does Michigan do? They go for, they're go. they having a bad year. They go for two to try to win it. You know, pick it off. Tyvis Powell picks it off, and we right. end up going 12-0. and 0. But it just, it's it's always there, and it's it's so fun to watch. Um, So let's go back to this 10-year war. We are in year four or five. 1973, they call this the vote for the Roses. So originally, I, I kind of said earlier that the Big Ten had a rule that the same team could not go to the Rose Bowl back-to-back years. So in 70, 71, right around there, they had changed that rule to where, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, the winner, you know, Big Ten champ can go back, back-to-back years. So in 1973, Ohio State is 9-0. They're the number one team in the country. Michigan is uh, 10-0 at the time, number four team in the country. Um, and, and just with that, I mean, you kind of see the trend. Teams don't play the same amount of games all the time back then as they do now. It's not consistent. Um, NCAA rules, <laughs> we can get into that on a whole nother episode. <laughs> right. Um, so this game, winner gets to go to the Rose Bowl. Well, there's a tie. 10-10 tie. Ohio State scores 10 in the – Second quarter, Michigan gets a field goal in the third. Michigan gets a touchdown in the fourth. 10-10, game ends. Who goes to the Rose Bowl? Well, because of that, they got together, the Big Ten commissioners uh, of each school, or the Big Ten presidents of each school, got together 
and they had a vote. Basically, who would get to go represent the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl? Well, it did not go Michigan's way, as um, the game should have not gone Michigan's way either. Vote doesn't go Michigan's way. Ohio State gets the gets a vote. They get to go represent the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. Um, Bo Schembechler is angry. He is mad beyond all belief. He thinks there's a conspiracy theory against the, the Wolverines. He thinks that their Big Ten um, – are the Big Ten is Ohio State bandwagoners, you know, going all for them. And what ends up being kind of the deciding vote is Michigan State. And there's been there was a rumor that Michigan State was kind of a vote to not allow Michigan into the Big Ten originally, back when they tried to come in like 20 years prior to this. When they're trying to come back in, Michigan State was kind of like, ah, we don't really want them. So he thinks that that animosity and the hatred between them is what he thinks that Mich- that Michigan was a better team that year, and then that's why they didn't get the vote. Was you know all all in on Ohio State, which I mean, bigger brand, you go with the bigger name, right. you know. So yes. it's kind of always been there with that. So Dylan, as we're doing this complete brain fart on both our ends, we completely miss a part of this that just is is maybe the reason that Shem Beckler got in. So nineteen sixty eight, what is the score of the game? Yeah, uh, so the score is let's see. Uh, it was fifty to fourteen. Fifty to fourteen, Ohio State. So this is the famous Woody Hayes quote. Woody, why'd you go for two? Because they wouldn't let me go for three. I mean, what better? He's right and, and we're talking purpose. at the end of the game. Yeah. you know, up big, going for two. Um, it's something we want Ryan Day to pull out of his pocket. Oh this my year. gosh, I wish he would. Um, <laughs> but that that game happens, and that's what might really propel. We got to get rid of this guy. We got to bring in Shen Beckler, right? Start the ten year war, and um, and that's something that's you know is someone our age, my age. Um, obviously, you're not alive during you know when this is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that you hear about. That that's one of the the um, I guess bigger things. You know, one of the important quotes. You know, is from the, from the history. You know, is that because you know I couldn't go for three? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't let me go for three. Um, so I mean I knew that one you know coming in to do it you know looking at anything for this I mean that's something that I already knew was was it was a history yeah. of this rivalry and it's it's just one of those quotes that will live on in Ohio State lore forever um, any any historian of the game anybody that has any prior knowledge of of Ohio State Michigan rivalry that's the one that first pops up into mind is that well I couldn't go for three so we 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 had to bring it up it, it just like I said brain fart on both our ends. Um, we get to 1975, or 74 is uh, Michigan beats Ohio State again. Or, Ohio, sorry, Ohio State beats Michigan again, 12-10. to 10. Ohio State is 9-1 and one going in. They're ranked 3. Michigan's 10-0. and 0. They're ranked 2. So you had that 2-3 matchup. Um, so then we had, you know, for, for the first time a few years ago, right. but that's the highest-ranked matchup at the time, was 2 versus 3. Um, but then the next year, Ohio State's 10-0, and 0, number one team in the country. Michigan comes in an eight zero and two fourth ranked team in the country. Guess who pulls that one out? Michigan or, gosh, I keep messing these ones up. Sorry. Ohio State wins twenty one fourteen secures a national championship in one of Woody's last years. Um. The next year, Ohio State eight one and one. They're ranked eighth. Michigan is nine one nine and one ranked fourth twenty two zero shutout in Columbus. I mean, doesn't happen often. Nineteen seventy seven. Nine and one Ohio State fourth overall versus Michigan nine and one ranked fifth overall. 
Michigan pulls the upset, 14-6. to 1978, Michigan 9-1, to Ohio State 7-2-1. Michigan wins 14-3 in Columbus. Um, and that's Woody Hayes' loss right there. Is what gets them to go to the Gator Bowl. So before you jump into that, let me okay. let me go back just a second. So when we were at, um, let's see, is when we tied and we had the vote on the Rose Bowl. Um, at that point, after that point, um, you know, obviously Michigan is just disgusted and they're angry. Um, it says Ohio State newspapers flooded with you know angry letters. Oh, and, yeah. and it threats of lawsuits yep. and whatnot. Uh, and following that is when we get you know another of these famous quotes if you will but you know this is a phrase that you know we've used today you get the state up north the team up north you know that's coined by woody hayes mm-hmm. um in, in that period of time you know because he doesn't want to say michigan yeah rightfully so and and it's something that like because of twitter and and facebook and social media we see like it's it's a nor it's a joke you know right throughout the years but since 1974 that has been said at Ohio Stadium at, by Ohio State coaches. Woody Hayes started all and right. I mean, it's a fifty-year tradition, basically. At and, this point, and and it really, we're gonna we're gonna, when we get to part two because we're kind of we're getting towards the end of this part one. When we get to part two, you're gonna see how if the passion isn't there by the head coaches, the rivalry is no fun. Um, and you can kind of almost see that now a little bit with with Harbaugh and and Rich Rod and Brady Hoke. Since they took over, um, Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler, they they lived this rivalry. I mean, it was that this is what it was all about, yeah, and having sure. great teams right. go in and upset each other. It really so it makes it fun from from at least from an outside perspective. You know, obviously being a part of it, you don't want to lose, but right. if you, when you look at it from the outside, even especially when hit, you're not a fan, a of historic team, standpoint yes, of, yeah. of what these back and forth so battles it makes it great. were. Yep. Um, so as we get to the end of the 10 year war, um, it, it maybe could have been a 20 year war. Unfortunately, that loss to Michigan is what got Ohio state into the Gator bowl, which ended up them playing Clemson for the first time ever, which I did not realize this game was Clemson. Yep. Just, uh, Gator bowl bowl against Clemson where Woody Hayes, uh, infamously punched a Clemson player in the throat. And after that game was no longer the. Ohio State head coach, um, and that's where Earl Bruce comes in. That's where we're going to take a pause on this episode of part one, um, get this posted for you guys, and uh, part two will be up probably within the next day for you guys that are just craving for the rest of what we got offering you guys when it comes to the rivalry, of the history of the rivalry of the game. Right, and it's exciting to talk about. You yep. know, there's so much that you know. I'm sure we're both learning as we go along. So much that we, you know, stuff so many that, important things that we probably missed. Sure, that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're trying to. There's so many points. aspects of it that that essentially we forgot about. Yep. You know, that that we're reminded of as we go through this, and so it, it's fun to fun to do something like this. Yeah, and I and I'm really excited for part two, just because of what it's going to be. You know, as we get into more modern times and times that we've been alive, games that we've watched, we're really going to be able to appreciate it more. But I truly don't think we can appreciate it without knowing the history of what was. And uh, this is a really good opportunity for us to do that, to see that. Right, absolutely. Um, anything else as we close out part one? No, not no. I think we're good for, for where we're at now. I think we're good. All right. So, kind of, let's, let's tease it real quick. Part two's coming soon. Um, 
prediction episode, preview episode, full everything. That comes out Thursday, Thanksgiving morning. It is the week of the game. Nothing gets better than this. Let's go. OH. IO, baby.